thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. This is Up for a Chat with Cindy O'Mara, Karen Smith, and Kim Morrison. up for a chat about the hottest topics that are important to you, inspiring you to awaken the change within. I'm Karen Smith. I'm Kim Morrison. And I'm Cindy O'Meara. And happy birthday to us. Happy birthday to us. Happy birthday up for a chat. Happy birthday to us. <laughs> wow. It's 300 shows today. Woo. Oh, my gosh. Wowza. So we've been going for, did, did you work it out at six years, Cindy? Well, it is. If, if we've done, this is our 300th show. So you divide that by approximately 50, you know, 50 weeks of a year. Um, and yeah, that's six years if we take out two weeks of the year. <laughs> Each door. So yeah, we're six years. I, I, it just doesn't even feel like it'll seem like it but yeah we've been going that long <gasps> mm. do you know i would challenge another podcast show to be go to to go for six years with 2.5 million followers you know what i'm saying <laughs> 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 oh my goodness well it's very fitting though that we would do this podcast show on our amazing hike to mont blanc as a celebration yeah yeah because one of the things that for all of our listeners, when we first started doing the podcast show, we had so many people, and I don't know if you girls remember it, but we had so many people reach out to us and want to have a live experience with us where we could talk and ask questions and start building some a real community. And what we found back then was we thought, okay, well, we'll do some retreats, we'll do some live events and that was kind of the flavour of what we did. So we had a few events in Mooloolabar. We had um, we did a retreat in Byron Bay. And we had so many of you guys come and join us, which was so much fun. And then Kimmy, I think, at one of our events in Mooloolabar came up with the idea of offering an opportunity for people to come and join us on a hike to Machu Picchu. And that really set us on the trajectory of not being stuck in a stuffy room where we take the stage and share information, but to actually be experiencing the majesty of beautiful places that are on our bucket lists that we can do it together and we're asking each other questions and building that community while we're hiking through the spectacular places like Machu Picchu and the Inca Trail and, you know, discovering what happened with the Incans when, you know, there was changes of the guard and how Machu Picchu was actually created and getting to understand different cultures. Mm. Of course, that led us on to um, New Zealand and, you know, we've got Africa and now we've, we've, which obviously all been sold out already and been done, but now we've got, um, the Mont Blanc where we're going to be hiking through the beautiful, beautiful mountains and we're going to talk about the, you know, the itinerary. But what I think is really, really cool <laughs> is that each time we've done a hike, we've added an extra couple of days. 
because we decided it just wasn't long enough to spend with all of you guys, our incredible listeners, our amazing community, where we just felt like at the end of each hike, we felt like we didn't want to go. We didn't want to go home. We didn't want it. We didn't want it to end. So I think that our beautiful hike through Mont Blanc now, this time is 18 days. (laughs) Whereas before it was nine days and then it was 12 days. And I think you've got, uh, what have we got in Africa, Cindy? It's two weeks. Two weeks, 14 days? Four countries, two weeks. <laughs> <laughs> Look out. I know. It's, gonna, it's going to be um, absolutely stunning. And it's first class because that's what Karen Smith expects. So I, we <laughs> first class flying here, there and everywhere. You know, I think we only have one road trip. The rest is all private flights. Yep. <laughs> Such a tart. I know she is. She's oh, come on. <laughs> Trust. And Cindy, you even said it. I think, I don't know where we were. It was, either Mont, it was either Machu Picchu or New Zealand, but you even said, okay, Karen, I like your way of travelling. <laughs> I do. I really do. Like, I have to tell you, Peru was the most stunning thing I think I've done. We had the most amazing group of people. Um, it was it was one of those things that I will never forget. One of the, the hike, the experience where we stayed, the first classness of Karen Smith, the falling off the donkey, you, you know, it would just stay in my brain forever. Oh my God, and you guys didn't even see it. You only heard about it. Could you imagine if you actually saw it? Oh no, I wish we had a photo. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and it wasn't just, it wasn't a donkey. It was a 10 foot high horse. That's true. It's true. That's true. But I fell <laughs> off him like a ninja turtle. <laughs> I had my, it had my backpack on my back and I slid down his neck and I landed on my back like a ninja tortoise. <laughs> just call me Raphael. <laughs> it still goes down in history as one it of my most favourite moments. Yeah. Mm. Uh, it really and, does. And then, do you know what? I want to ask you girls, you know, considering we've been going nearly six years, considering wow. the number of downloads, considering how much and how many beautiful, amazing, incredible people we've had the privilege to interview, the incredible stories that we've had back from our, our listeners and the most amazing transformations and people that have even taken some of the information that we've shared and actually applied it to their lives. Do either of you have any favourite stories or interviews that we've done over these six years that stick out in your mind? Uh, Can I say first? Go. Uh, Because it's so in front of me at the moment because it's just a a one that we've done is um, I I was pretty chuffed with Carrie Gillum. Getting her, you know, the author of Whitewash, I, I was so happy to have her on and to me I ended up meeting her at the Benigo Writers Festival so I think Carrie in our current ones but you know I think my other favorites and they are favorites is when the three of us get on the line and we go what are we going to talk about and we all go oh, I don't know let's just start and see what happens and we dive into the most unbelievable conversations and at the end we finish with the record button and we all go, where did that come from? Mm. How, did, how did that just get downloaded through all of us? And it's us bouncing off each other. Um, and and they, they would be my absolute favourites. Um, and Carrie is a bonus. <laughs> That's for me. Mm. What, about, what about you, Karen? 
you know, I, I, I'm trying to actually think of my favourite one and you know what is coming to mind and I'm just, <laughs> I'm just frantically trying to get onto iTunes right now <laughs> to, <laughs> to find it. But you know which one, and I know this is going to sound a little bit odd, but the one that's coming to my mind is um, the podcast that we did in a cemetery. Oh, oh, yeah. And I don't know what it is about that podcast, but I don't think I will ever forget sitting in the cemetery with you two. There were so... There was, there was such a raft of emotions in that car that we were talking about, um, you know, history and life and death and people and, and then we were wetting ourselves laughing in the next moment and then we were serious again and then we went off on a tangent and then we came back and then we wet ourselves again and then we got out of the car after the podcast was finished and we... Um, went for a walk through the cemetery and Cindy was like a kid in a candy store finding all these these grave sites that had been there for eons, mm. you know, like enormous history in the lives of the people that were there. And it just, it, and I know that we've done so many podcasts and I know that there's been so many spectacular guests that we've had on and you know, and I'm so grateful for all of them. But when I think about which is which, which one is the most prominent in my memory, that never leaves me ever. I always remember that that podcast with you two. It was it was it was incredible, actually. Yeah, yeah, I remember that one too. Yeah, mm. you actually gave me an interest in. Um, I've always thought of cemeteries as quite scary places, you know, and quite kind of spooky and that was doing that with you with the old trees and all the beautiful pathways and and actually your interest in who was buried next to who and some with children and some with their husbands obviously or wives and it was just you actually gave me a real interest into I guess the history of these souls that we never met but creating a story around perhaps what they were about that was it was very poignant and very um, quite a spiritual um, feeling, I remember, and then bringing it straight back to reality with, with tears of laughter. I mean, if those souls could have washed us, they would have thought we were quite crackers. <laughs> totally. you know, exactly. You know, I continue to do that. I, I still go into cemeteries and make, I read them and then I find stories about them. And I was uh, um, in England and... I think it was England or Scotland we were in and um, we decided to park up for the night and we were just across from a little old church with a little old cemetery. And I went into the cemetery and just looked at everybody's names because this is old, ancient, these ones. These aren't just 200 years old or less than 200 years old as in Australia. And I remember seeing um, an older person and next to that person with the same surname was a, a young boy, about 18. And I made up the story about, oh, I wonder what happened to him and, you know, went back to the car, saw somebody arrive at the cemetery with flowers and left. And I went back into the cemetery to see which flowers he put them on. He, went, he put them on the young man's grave. So then I figured out, I looked it up. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what it is, but I looked it up who, who this person was and then drove to this estate um, or I actually walked to this estate because it wasn't far away and it was up for sale. Um, and then I learned that, you know, there was so much grief and they didn't want to stay there anymore. And, you know, like 
this is what you learn. You learn somebody's life. Mm. Um, and it was just so happened that that person shows up with the flowers and then he puts it on that, that um, stone that I was just reading. So, yeah, I, I just, uh, there's something about cemeteries. I must go back and listen to that one. Uh, yeah. do, what, what number is it? Does anyone know? I've just been trying to find it, actually. I'm, I'm still flicking through. I'll let you know as soon as I grab it. It was pretty early, Karen. Well, like four years ago. Yeah, yeah. easily. Mm. All right, Kimmy, what about you? What was your favourite? Um, yeah, I think, I think the ones like you, Cindy, where the three of us get on there and, we, and I love it when Karen takes us down the rabbit hole. And yeah. um, I've certainly loved some of our guests, like, you know, people like Jacqueline and Sandy and, you know, right back to, like, we've, I loved the gut specialist that we've had on. I loved Pete Evans. I loved... Um, you know, just so, so many. And I've loved it when we've interviewed some of our listeners. Um, probably for me, what I what sticks in my mind a lot was the day we were all down at D-Bar. Is it D-Bar? Um, and we sat there and, in fact, I think it was down there where we were and the three of us questioned our worth and what we were doing and was this all really worth it and did we make a difference? And... And I'll never forget that because I think the three of us were actually in quite a vulnerable state. And I just remember that feeling of not feeling alone in the feeling that I was having. And I think that's probably what I've loved the most. And, I mean, there's not many people out there that get to have a friendship like you two and that we've got each other's backs, that we laugh and cry together, that we have all seen our worst in each other and we've all seen our absolute best. And then when we are at events or we are speaking on stage, just to know for myself when I look out into the audience and see your two cheeky, naughty, ratbag faces or Karen giving me the dirty $2 crack horse sign or Cindy laughing or whatever. And I just, it just gives me such a sense of connection that, that I can do whatever, you know, as scared or as nervous as I am every time I stand on stage, it just gives me such an anchoring. And I'll never forget that other time we were at, um, I think we we're doing the wellness summit and I, th- I was about to launch my new HLE program and, absolutely shat myself just beforehand and I went to the toilet and Cindy grabbed me because Karen had coached me into how to talk about the program and and Cindy grabbed me and took me to the toilet and basically slapped me on the chin because I was going on the cheek and I was she, do you remember you just tapped me on the chin and went stop it and and I was such a mess and such a cot case and so nervous and worried about everything and I still to this day I can't believe you actually slapped my cheek and then and then you were on a couple of hours later and you went I feel sick and we went to the bathroom and basically got you all sorted <laughs> where was I you were about to go on stage or had just finished going on stage I think so you couldn't come into the bathroom but I just well, where were we at the wellness summit at the goal um might have been I don't know. I think it was, it was probably nice. one of the first ones, Kim, because I remember. It must have been. Yeah, I think no, it was one of the no, first it ones. No, oh, wasn't it? Was only, no, because it was only four years ago that I launched HLE. So it must have been four, four and a half years ago. So, yeah, it just cracks me up. So I just, I think about our journeys. I think about the hikes that we've done, the people that have come on those hikes. And I just, I don't know. I know that we've had some beautiful emails from people saying how much they really enjoy the show. And we've obviously had men say that they've had to work really hard to listen to the show. (laughs) But I really have loved the fact that we took the model of having to be on stage, like you say, Karen, and actually really connecting with Mm -hmm. those beautiful people. And 
to me, the hikes are, it's, it's how we combine all of our information. People get to spend time with us. They get to have, we love spending the time with them. We're all in nature. And I just, I, to be honest with you, the highlight for me is the fact that we've created a beautiful um, model that, that has us fulfill bucket lists with a group of people that are just incredibly delicious. And, and not only bucket lists for um, our, our hikes and our trips and our, you know, that immersion into communities and societies and cultures, but I, um, and I remember telling you, and I don't think we've told our up for chatters, but uh, a couple of weeks ago I was at a dinner, there was about, there had to be 260 businesses in the room, so maybe even more people, so maybe 500 people plus in the room. And they were doing awards for these businesses. Um, two people got up and said, thank goodness I listened to that up for a chat um, talk when they were talking about you, Bruce, because I wouldn't be here right now winning this award. Oh, wow. And I went up to those two people and I said, thank you. I, I had no idea. And then a third one came up and said, and I'm one too. So, wow. Yeah, yeah. Wow. The ripple effect, hey? Oh, it's it, amazing. It, it is. It's absolutely amazing. Mm. So let's talk about the celebration of our 300th show and let's talk about um, our trip to circling Mont Blanc by foot. We're not driving. We are doing it by foot. And um, the fact that we don't have any seats left, do we, Karen? No. Well, as a matter of fact, we had your nutrition summit um, some time ago. And it was really interesting, actually. I had all of the gear in my bag for, some, for something else, but then I just mentioned it and then found myself really getting excited <laughs> about mentioning it at your nutrition summit. And I kind of just railroaded Cindy's nutrition summit with <laughs> With talking to people about Mont Blanc because I was just, I'm so excited about this one. I am so enthusiastic about it because it's going to be, I can, you know what, I can almost feel the air in my lungs already. Like I can feel the crispness of the air and then the sun on my legs while I'm wearing my shorts. So <laughs> I, can, I can feel how that's going to be. And then, of course, you know, Europe has this beautiful energy in it that is so different to Australia in that it has this, this beautiful history and a richness and a texture just in, just in the energy of the place that just to feel myself enveloped in that, touching the mountainsides, you know, grabbing the grass as I'm walking through the dirt tracks and really feeling, um, the vibration of the mountains and that beautiful sensation that you get when you're surrounded by awe-inspiring majesty. I, I can I, honestly, I can feel it. I'm there, and it's so it's such a bucket list place for me. Um, Matt and I went to Europe some t a couple of years back, but it's very different to experiencing um, a country or a place on foot and hiking through it, which I learned through Machu Picchu in New Zealand, than it is to visit it as a tourist. So I think that 
that enthusiasm was what I couldn't contain at the Nutrition Summit. And we sold, we can only take 12 people, and we sold six spots right there. So um, we only have six spots left for um, people to come and join us on the hike and be a part of this incredibly life-changing experience. And I think if we look back on, you know, what each of the participants of the hikes have gotten out of being a part of it, you know, it'd be almost great to do a podcast show with each of those gorgeous people on the podcast show telling us about what they got from being on the hikes with us. But I know I think of Linda as she just comes to mind initially, Linda started off, you know, she's very independent, absolutely stunning woman. And she is fit. She's strong. She's healthy. And she certainly trained her body before we went to Machu Picchu. And of course she came with us in New Zealand to New Zealand as well. And I remember Linda striding out and really owning the hike and really, you know, bringing her beautiful independence to the hike. But by the end of it, She'd really melded into the group and was finding great um, relief. And also, and when I say relief, is because, you know, it, it takes a lot to be a strong woman in today's society. And I really related to that and a lot with Linda. And I think Linda and I have become the best of friends. And what I felt for myself and also for her, by the time we finished the hike, and again, you know, New Zealand was a whole other ball game. but there was this real surrender that both of us shared when we hiked Machu Picchu, this real surrender into actually nature has me. And if I can just relax and if I can let go, then I'm going to get so much more for myself out of this whole experience. And New Zealand, when um, Linda came and joined us on the hike, I mean, oh, my God, this woman is a completely different woman. She started a fantastic business. She's building her, um, she's building her community around herself as a vegetarian and, you know, helping people to live a vegetarian lifestyle without sacrificing their meat if they want it. So she's got this really inclusive, beautiful philosophy. But in New Zealand, I found myself going through my own um, thought systems and, you know, coming up against some of my own barriers and my own blocks again. And it was because, and I got through them by watching Linda's feet. And I can never, I'll never forget that. You know, Linda said to me, she said, if you ever get too tired and you're behind me, just watch the back of my heels. That's what one of her trainers told her. So I decided to implement what she shared with me. And it actually got me through some really tough emotional um, uh, roadblocks that I had for myself that I think when it comes to being on these hikes, you really do meet yourself. You really do see what you're made of in all of your glory and in all of the, the roadblocks that you present for yourselves. And, it, and it's right there. It's in your face and you have no alternative but to face them. But the magic of being in a community like we have on these hikes is that you're just not on your own. You're so not alone. You've got so much love and support and tenderness and expertise. And not fun. Just, and fun, for sure. But not just, not just in the three of us girls, but in everybody that comes. You know, it's almost like it's all beautifully orchestrated, the people that are there. And I just, I just really wanted to share that because, for me, the relationship that I have with Linda is so close and there's so much 
there's so much in our connection together that to be a part of her life and to have discovered her on the hike, I cannot imagine my life without her in it. Mm. I really can't. She's so important to me and so special and precious that I'm so grateful for our hikes, for bringing her and everybody on those hikes into our lives. I feel very blessed, very, very blessed. Uh I think it's so true and I think the friendships that are created is an extension of what the three of us have. And I don't know about you girls, but I've had a lot of people saying how much they, I don't know if envy is the word, but it has been used, um, but they really admire and respect the friendship that we have. And I think what you've just talked about there is that that beautiful um, rippling out. And because, I don't know about you girls, but any friend of mine is a friend of yours, and I'm just assuming that any of yours is certainly one of mine. So... (laughs) So I think it's a really beautiful opportunity for those of us to feel like we belong somewhere. And I think that's really what this community, um, particularly around wellness and health and what the three of us do is um, creating communities and tribes because we've talked about it before actually about how um, many of our listeners do feel like they're the weirdos in their family or they're the ones that are a bit different or people just don't get them or they're um, they're on a pathway that other people either knock or that they're not familiar with. So what would, what would you guys say would be the biggest take home then? I mean, yes. Why did we choose Mont Blanc first? And why do you think that would be an even more profound experience as opposed to something like Machu Picchu? Like what's your feelings there, you girls? Cause I'm so excited too. Oh, wow. Kimmy, that, it's, it's, I guess it's a bucket list for me. I've been skiing Chamonix for four or five years. Um, I go to a conference. Yeah, don't you love it? I'll just put that in quotation marks. But I get to speak at a conference in Chamonix every year and I always go in the snow time um, and, and I ski, I've skied Valley Blanche, which um, faces Mont Blanc. I've skied a lot of that area and I've always thought, I want to come back and hike this. I want to see this without snow on it. I want to see what, you know, this is this is like. So for me, it's a, I know the beauty of it when there's snow on it. Um, I And I have been there in the summer, not to Chamonix, but to uh, Geneva. But I, I, that's for me, it, it is Mont Blanc has this, prestige, um, the fact that it's surrounded by France, Switzerland and Italy and we walk and we hike and also I'm a little bit of a favourite um, for The Sound of Music and I thought maybe I'd look like Maria if I went hiking. <laughs> so they're, they're probably the two two best reasons. Is One, it's just been on my bucket list. Two, I'd like to be like Maria on this. <laughs> and three, I'd like Karen to sing that while we're up there. <laughs> The hills are alive with the sound of music. Oh. <laughs> if there's one thing about when we go away, it's about, it's just so much laughter. It doesn't matter what happens. If it's a catastrophe, we are still laughing. Yes, <laughs> falling off donkeys, catastrophe. <laughs> Yeah. But let me just no. say this about that, no, people. I promise I won't sing. <laughs> <laughs> you should. I think you should. 
Mm-hmm. Um, but, but, you know, there's something about even what you just said then around the, the three countries that are uh, around it. We're, we're talking 100 miles, aren't we? 160-something kilometres, is yeah, that right? It's 160K um, yeah. and up and down Dale. And there could be snow, you don't know. Um, yeah. But we are guided and we have uh, guides that are fluent in um, Swiss French, French and Italian. So we're never going to be in a place where we don't know what we're doing <laughs> ever. Um, so we, we do have guides. And if, there, if there's peril, then, of course, um, they're going to caution us. We're not, it's not us three taking people through the snowy mountains of the Alps. You know, we, we actually have guides and we need guides. Um, but, yeah, it's, it's the fact that we... Are doing it's a long hike um, and it will stretch people and that's what we like to do when we we take people away this is this is to stretch you in many ways mentally physically and this is about having a goal to get fit like Linda you were talking about Linda Karen you know she was unbelievable in her yeah. fitness regime on getting so that she could do Mont Blanc, uh, not Mont Blanc, um, Machu Picchu, as well as our, our trip through the Andes. Um, and we were at 4,600 metres. That's a long way up. And she just powered up that mountain. She was right behind myself because I was, I was feeling so good. I powered up it. And she was right behind me. Mm. Um, and she prepared beautifully and and i think that sometimes having a goal like this uh is preparation but but having said that we also had um a beautiful girl that had lost her husband who was emotionally um in a very very fragile state and we had alternatives for her because we're not going to do something that is going to put somebody's life at risk and we've done the same thing with this trip is that there are there is an alternative but i don't want anybody to think that that means oh i don't have to train i can just take the alternatives because the alternative will not be as good as walking together as a group getting you know reaching high peaks seeing amazing vistas you know traveling um, walking through countries as opposed to you know driving which is what most people do is they drive through those countries yeah, and I think when you walk it, you get such a different context um, oh, yeah. of the countryside, don't you? There is just nothing quite like it. And I'm assuming, girls, that we go places that cars wouldn't be. Is that correct? Oh, yeah, no cars. No, cars can't yeah. make it where we're going. Yeah. Um, you could cross-country ski if there was snow. Um, yeah. So if, if somebody decides they need a day off, they will take a, um, a, a bitumen road to the next town, whereas we'll go over the Alps. That's yeah. what we do. We will go over the Alps, around, um, along glaciers, um, you know, w- through valleys. We will not be taking any bitumen roads. So just explain to me. That's so fabulous. I know. <laughs> I can't believe we're actually doing it. Explain to me then, darling, what happens with, like, we're backpacking, we're carrying, like, you know, talk us through and then the food, what food's provided and how is this going to look for the person that's sitting here flirting with the idea of coming? Well, we meet in Chamonix um, and we have a day of just, you know, having our guides, meet our guides and getting organised and we'll sleep a night in Chamonix. Uh, and then by then we will have everything organised. And 
because Karen Smith is coming, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, <laughs> mm-hmm. because she is coming, they will take our luggage. We yeah, don't have do. to take our luggage. We just have a small backpack on our backs and, um, and, and we take our lunch, um, which we'll probably make in the morning. So we're staying in small pensions, if you could. If, if that makes sense to you. So small, um, not Airbnbs, but very, very quaint, uh, what are they called? Home, oh, I don't know what they're called, but they're very small hotels. So I, um, when I go to Chamonix, I stay in this amazing little um, chalet, I guess it is, where only the people that are doing the conference take up the rooms. So that will be very similar to what we'll be doing. The food is magnificent. We will go see markets where we'll be able to buy our own food if that's what we want to. But for the most part, the food will be at each one of these beautiful chalets. Um, so we'll make up our own lunch. The breakfasts are always continental. And, and you know, they do beautiful cheeses. They do beautiful um, um, small goods. But they're always, they're not like Australia in any way. You know, you taste their foods it's very different even people say i can eat bread in europe but i can't eat it in australia or america or new zealand or england because their their process is very different um so all the food um, will be laid out for us um and you know we will be guided to each of the places but the walks will be uh you know up to 16k some days so yeah it, it does that does that help you yes okay Yes, and also I wanted to know, um, is there something happening at the end of the hike? Oh, good point. Well, what we're going to do is that it's, um, it's, day, it's 13 days from the time we arrive in Chamonix until we get back um, and leave Chamonix, that Chamonix, it's 13 days. So remembering in that time, we will pass through not only France but Switzerland and Italy. So, you know, my favourite place in Italy is Comoyer. <laughs> so I'm very excited to go to Comoyer. Um, but, you know, we go to um, a place. Some places, by the way, are what they call refuges. So they will be basic accommodation. Most of the time we're doing what Karen wants, but every now and then we will have to go to what they call a refugee and refuge. Um, and it's like a beautiful place in the mountains um, and I don't know how they're going to get our luggage to us, but they figured that one out. That's not up to me to figure out. Um, but it won't be a place which is in a town. But more often than not, we will be in, in small villages. So you can imagine the quaintness of it. So that's from Chamonix back to Chamonix. It will be 13 days before we leave. Then we go under the Mont Blanc Tunnel into Italy. We go about four hours and we end up at a place called Como. And Como is, in Italy, the centre of food, um, cheese, wine, celebration, beauty. You know, I I love Como. It's like you've stepped into another time. Um, So, yeah, so we'll go to Como and we'll do uh, food, biking, a little bit more walking uh, tours. We'll do some uh, learning how to cook good Italian food. I'll make sure it's not just pasta, everybody, for all you gluten-free is there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll learn how to do that. I'm trying to get us a tour into Seiko, or Sabco, which is one of the oldest yogurt culture makers in the world. 
they are renowned of having a eight, 1890 um, culture. So from 1890, that culture has been going. So um, that's my hope is to get us into there. It's a fairly big operation. I have been there. I've had meetings with them. They're the most beautiful group of of men. There were no women in there, but a group, beautiful group of men. Um, so we'll be doing that as well as, like I said, doing more. We'll do some bikes. We'll do some more hiking. But we'll stay in the Como region and we'll stay in, of course, some beautiful first-class uh, places because that's what Karen Smith expects. Right. Exactly. So we're not staying in a backpack as like we would if I was doing the whole tour. Um, <laughs> you would be sleeping under the stars. I would be, actually. Not that that's be. such a bad thing in Europe. No. <laughs> we get five stars. Five stars for you. Yes. Yes, I like. I don't mind sleeping under five stars. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, that will just round the tour off and give us some time to have a bit of downtime, but to also explore Italy. So not just um, Comoyer. Um, but really, really explore Italy. And it, Italy is, and especially Como, is quite a stunning area. And then I think we fly out of Milan. So from there, people can choose to go off and do more of Europe. I've had um, some of the girls say, oh, can my husband come and join, you know, that last part um, rather than doing the trek. So, you know, because she said, oh, I don't think I can go without my husband. I said, well, he can come. Oh, I don't think he'd want to walk with a whole bunch of us girls. But I said, well, well, why doesn't he just go and do his own thing and then join us for whatever part he wants to join us on? So, but for the most part, it is, um, you know, we have had husbands before, you know, Deb and Jim. Totally. And we have two men coming to Africa with us. So we're doing well. We're doubling our numbers with men. Oh, how did they not want to come with us? Absolutely. I think they're just giving their wives a chance to have a break. That's what the big thing is. Well, um, you know the hike we're doing in Tasmania? So it's yeah. 30 women we're doing in Tasmania this year. And I had a, a celebrity ring and say that her and her husband wanted to come. And um, a very well-known Australian, and I can't say who it is yet, but um, she said her and her husband wanted to come. And I said, well, I've got a ticket for one, but I haven't got a ticket for your husband. And I said, are you sure he wants to come? It's 30 women. And she said to me, she goes, he's used to dealing with women. He would love it. <laughs> oh, good on you. And then Steve Myers wanted to come, you know, the um, oh. my uh, head of my education, FNA, him and his um, beautiful partner, Sue, um, they wanted to come, but they missed out. There were no tickets left. So, so we're just women. Just a bunch of women. And because we don't have a ticket for this this very famous person's um, husband. So anyway, he's not coming. It's just all girls in the in the Tasmanian one. But we, you know, we love couples. We really do. I think when a when um, the men come with us, it changes things. Especially Kim. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> Um, I I love any man that is willing to hang out with the three of us for any length of time deserves full-on attention. That's all I'm saying. They just deserve full (laughs) credibility, full amazing worshipping, and they're just phenomenal. So I just, oh, I will always look after any man that's on our trip, I'm just saying, and and their wives, of course. (laughs) Jim will know that well. (laughs) Yeah. 
You make them feel comfortable, Kim. You have a really good... Mm. I remember when we did our Byron Bay retreat um, and we had a couple come in late and you immediately felt um, almost... um, His energy? Energy, yeah. You felt his energy straight away and it was like, what am I doing here? Well, to be fair, he did think he was going there to play golf for a week. Yeah. And his wife had lied to him about the fact that it was actually a retreat with us three. So, you know, I just noticed a little bit of shock on his, on his lovely face. So, mm. you know. <laughs> by the end, he was, oh, not even by the end, by the end of the day, and we had five days there, he was into it and, mm. and he was amazing. And that, that, you know what? That was absolutely amazing what happened to that couple. I, mm. the, the text we got, we were sitting in um, our room together and we were just chatting about the whole five days and this text came in from his wife and I cried. I just, mm. I just cried. I don't know if we have a copy of it still, but I... I remember that. Mm. Absolutely I cried through that. I divorce and left with the man of my dreams. And, oh, and, you're getting me shivers. No, I just got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. And then I had someone to, I, re, I shared that um, particular story because it's, it's work, isn't it? I mean, look, to be mm-hmm. in the human race, it's, it's, it's a constant. We're all a work in progress and it's a constant investment into our health, our wellness, our well-being, our aptitude, our spirituality, everything. So things like this do it in a way that has it so it's not so confronting. And I do remember sharing that quote you know I came contemplating divorce and left with the man of my dreams and someone piped up and said was it the same man or did she leave with someone else (laughs) (laughs) oh that's hilarious I wouldn't have thought of that that's great oh that's brilliant But, but tell me, sweethearts, just because I know we haven't probably got long, but tell me what's been, what's been the biggest personal thing for you both being on this journey? I mean, none of, you know, we, we spend an hour a week getting together and we talk about all sorts of topics and some of the podcasts are incredibly thought-provoking and some of them are just lighthearted and fun and some of them are incredible guests. But personally, what's our biggest take-home? That we, what's our big thing that we get from doing this? What can you tell us? Oh, I like connecting with you guys. Mm. That's for me. That would be number one. I love the people that we interview. I love the conversations that we have. I love when I'm at a dinner and somebody wins an award and says, thank goodness I listened to Up for a Chat. I love when I'm somewhere and someone gets nervous around me because they think we're famous. (laughs) (laughs) And they want a photo with me and, and I can feel their nerves, but I want to calm them down and say, I'm just like you. I'm no different to you, but I you love that. Sorry? You are famous, love. No, 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 no. no. <laughs> we just, we're the same as everybody else. And, and, it, and I've learned that because when, when people come to me and think I am that person that's famous, I then realise that we're all well, it doesn't matter what you do in your life. You're still a human being. Like I follow Jennifer Garner on Up for a Chat, and because Up for a Chat, oh no, I don't. On um, uh, Once Upon a Farm, sorry, Once Upon a Farm, I follow her, and she is just like us. Mm. She cooks food. She loves her kids. She's 
crazy. And I met her um, this year at uh, in America. Um, yeah, I, I got to meet her. I saw her on stage. I went to her um, stall at the Natural Food Fair and I got to meet her. And she's just like us, yet she's famous. But And I think that, that what I love that. I love that, um, that people are listening to us and that we are creating a ripple effect that hopefully will become a tsunami of change. And we are informing and educating and um, giving people choices because when you're educated and we become educated when we're doing this, you become informed in making the right choices, not only for ourselves, our family, our community, our country, but also the planet. I was at a conference over the over the weekend over the weekend, and I happened to go to a Food Connect talk just after the conference, and a gentleman was speaking, and he put up this circle, and in the middle of the circle, he had food and agriculture, and then he had um, stems off the circle, and it was climate change, it was um, mental stability, it was immigration, it was leadership. You should have seen what he put around the circle and he said, when we get our agriculture and our food right, we think better, you know, and, and I just thought this was, for me, you know, this is my love, um, Kim, your self-love and Karen, you're just the person who takes us down the rabbit hole in mind stuff. <laughs> um, but I, I just, I realise that it is education about, because we blindly go to the supermarket and blindly pick up food that has a four and a half star rating that's laced with pesticides and herbicides and additives and preservatives and flavourings. It's not even on the, the label. And when you open your eyes you open your eyes to changing the planet. So I guess that's, that's, that's me. That's what I get out of this. What about you, Miss Karen? Um, I, I, my favourite part is being able to connect with you girls and everything that that's led us to. You know, I think about where I was personally six years ago and, all of the changes, yeah, I get very tired. But I think about all of, the, all of the changes that have gone on just in my life in that time. And there has been one thing that's been consistent all along, and that's you girls. And this never say die, never ending desire and message to educate and inspire and to answer questions and to inquire and mm. be curious. And, you know, that, that I absolutely love. And when I think about what it's brought for each of us or what, you know, what, what Up For A Chat has participated in for each of us, um, the books that we've written and obviously there's more to say about all of that, the events that we've done, the the massive changes that have taken place in our businesses, the huge growth that you've experienced, Cindy, and the moves and, you know, the travelling and, and, and the, the documentaries, all of those sorts of things that have unfolded over those years for each of us. It's profound to sit back and look at where we are now and where we've been in the journey that we've all been on. 
individually, but yet very much together. Um, that makes my heart sing. Mm. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I think it's so, you just hit the nail there. I think the journey over six years, where we've all gone and come from and how we've grown and some of us, you know, at times some of us have been in our darkest places and then we've like phoenixes have just risen from the ashes and kept going. And um, honestly, I just, I'm so blown away. And, and a bit like you, Cindy, when, when someone comes up and wants a photo, I get so giggly. I almost want to take a photo with them because it's like, oh, my God, you know. Um, and I'll never forget when, you know, with Danny being, he was a famous cricketer, obviously, and there was a day where I was standing outside the dressing room waiting for him in Wellington. These two girls came up to me. I don't know if I've shared this one up for a chat, but these two girls came up and said, oh, are you... Danny Morrison's fiance and I said yes yes I am and they went oh can we get your autograph and I went oh no sorry I no I, I didn't know what to do and I just said oh no sorry I don't I don't do that like I didn't know what, why would they want my autograph and she goes I said oh, I can get you Danny's and they said oh no we've got Danny's we're just like yours and I just went oh I'm really sorry I've never done that before so I don't really know what to do Anyway, I didn't give them my signature and they walked off and one of them said to me, oh, she's not as pretty as we thought she'd be. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> and I just, I've never forgotten it. And I thought, oh, my gosh, why didn't I just sign an autograph? Like, it didn't, not that it mattered what they thought, but it just cracked me up. And now we get asked for that or we sign a book or we sign something or we meet husbands that go, you know, I've had husbands come up to me and thank me thank you very much for what I've offered in this program. I'm just saying, um, I'm just letting you know that a lot of happy men are out there just saying. Mm -hmm. And, um, and I've loved the fact that, that so many of our listeners love, love the three of us and love what we all offer so differently. And mm. I think from my personal self to at one point thinking I didn't deserve to be on the show. And I don't say that with, I don't want, you know, I don't mean for, for compliments. I just meant at one point I really didn't think, I was worthy or had enough to contribute to such a show with two amazingly powerful women like yourselves and, and then realizing that we are all one and, and we reflect the beauty in each other. And I think that's been the greatest, most heartwarming uh, thing I have taken out of this. I can't wait for each week for our podcast. I, I look forward to catching up with us. And I often wish we could tape the before and after bits mm. because often those bits are even more interesting <laughs> and I was wondering you know oh, honestly sometimes our list, honestly if you're listening to this you should hear some of the things that they you think these two that you're listening to are so sweet Ooh, oh so but I wouldn't we melt can't. you know that never swear never say anything. Oh, my god. oh my gosh <laughs> <laughs> rat bags is all I can say well, let me just say this about that. <laughs> and having said that about this, let me say this. <laughs> no, I can't wait for Chamonix. I am so beside myself and I am so excited that the three of us are doing it. I just want to check in. My final question to you both is will we create a training um, regime for those of us that are keen to get fit for it? Because that's what I love, the goal and the build-up and the whole lead-up to it as well and how many Ks and those that are coming on the trip when they meet up and hike together and do that. Like, are we going to be doing that again? In a, in well, a yes, group? we will. Because interestingly enough, we've got um, our seventh 
person is currently emailing me at the moment and um, her name's Jo and she is super, super keen. She's just got some questions about how she can prepare. She's already training for a marathon and she said, will I be fit enough? And I said, I think so, considering I don't do anything. So... (laughs) (laughs) Um, but yes, so we, we definitely will. We've got some really fantastic resources that we're drawing on from, um, trainers that specialize in training people to hike. Um, and so we'll be making those available, but we'll also be putting all of the information into the private Facebook group. Once you pay your deposit and you decide that you're going to join us for the hike, we put you into a private Facebook group where the three of us are constantly in there communicating anyway and answering questions, but there'll be everything from what you need to wear, how you need to prepare yourself, what you need to pack, um, you know, what, you know, what you need to do with flights. And when we get special discounts on flights, we'll share that information into the group as well. So there won't really be any questions that will be left unanswered and the upside. And and this was another question Joe asked me this morning as well, well, she said, you know, we've got the price on the website, um, which I'm going to give to you guys in a second. We've got the price on the website. Are there any other additional costs that need to be um, factored in? And the answer is no. Everything is all inclusive. The only thing that you need to be thinking about is obviously your flights. And the reason we haven't included flights is because a lot of people want to do it on their frequent flyer points and they want to, you know, fly somewhere else beforehand or do a different trip afterwards. So we kind of leave that to you guys to organise. And so flights you need to consider and then any spending money, but the rest of it is completely covered. That's all of your accommodation on every day and night, all of your meals on every day and night, all of the tours, all of the guides, everything that you can possibly think of that we'll be incurring whilst we're there, we've got that covered. Mm. So um, you don't have to worry about, you know, having to pay for anything extra. It's all inclusive. Which is really, really cool. Yeah. And you know what I was thinking, Karen, because we're booking so far ahead, because this is 2020, everybody, not 2019, it's 2020. September, we, yeah. Yeah, September. We'll know the date that you have to be in Chamonix. 12 months before that, um, the frequent flyer for Virgin and Qantas are released and at a certain time. So what we'll do is we'll figure out when that is. So if you've got points you might want to use them to, you know, to get a um, business class ticket across because, you know, if you get on there, you can get those points straight away. Um, So we'll go through that and we'll know the exact time. So we'll watch that date and leading up to it once, you know, in the private Facebook page, we'll let them know. Awesome. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's great. Well, I think, you know, I think we've probably come to the end of our podcast, haven't we, Kimmy, in terms of time? Yes, please. I'm just so excited. Thank you. No, that's fine. Can can I just, before you you finish, I just want to say that we were going to do two other podcasts. One was the release of Kim's um, beautiful new book and the other one was the release of your new program, Karen. And I just want to acknowledge that that's what we were wanting to do but we realised that it was our 300th show and we wanted to just, you know, do this. But... We will be doing those two interviews. So everybody watch out for them because Kim has released her amazing book about self-love and um, Karen and I are in it. 
Features quite prominently. We we actually wrote the forwards, didn't we, Karen? Totes to that. Totes to that. And then Karen's um, program or her church. Is it a church? Well, you know what? I don't know. I haven't quite figured out another word for it, but picture a church and it's not that. Okay, good. Uh, (laughs) Spirit Hive then. We'll just call it Spirit Hive. And I'm, me personally, I'm so excited. Um, So I can hardly wait till we do those podcasts. So everybody watch out for those podcasts. They will be coming soon and we will be talking. Although Kim will probably have sold um, her book to everybody by the time we do that podcast. (laughs) (laughs) I would say it's going to be a bestseller and the whole of Australia will have bought it by then anyway. Oh, I love you. Can I I just finish up before we go and just to our listener, can I say on behalf of the three of us, an absolute heartfelt and massive thank you for for being on the journey with three girls who decided to give it a crack and enjoy the conversation. And you can see it's from a very selfish point of view. It is incredibly beautiful for the three of us to connect each week. But to think that we have some sort of a ripple or some sort of an effect on you, our listener, is actually beyond comprehension to me and us. And I just want to say to you especially, from our heart to yours, thank you so, so much for being on this journey. And as a part of this being the celebration of our 300th, I would love to extend an invitation for you to email us if you think you would like to share your story and what Up For A Chat has done for you. Um, if there has been a real change or something significant or you feel it would be worth sharing, we would love to open up the, um, the conversation and, and invite you to share your story with us. And Karen will give you the details on, on where to send that email to. Um, but I just really wanted to say a heartfelt thank you to our listeners. And then happy birthday, my two darling, precious, most beautiful girlfriends. You truly are the light in my life. You are the wind beneath my wings. You have no idea how much you inspire me on a daily basis. And I can feel myself choking up because you truly, truly matter and mean the world to me. And I am so grateful that you've had me on this ride with you too. Much love. Ditto. Yeah, right back at So well. Yeah, right back at you, Kim and Karen. And Totes to you, Cindy. Happy birthday, beautiful girls. Yeah, happy birthday. Up for a chat. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, love you lots. Yeah. Love you right back, Kimmy. Special oh, song. And, and I love the audience too because yeah. without them, we wouldn't be doing what we're doing. So thank you. And thank you for being a part of our lives. We, we really do appreciate that. And we, we feel very, 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 very blessed that, um, that you're a part of our, part of our community. So... To answer Kimmy's question on where you guys can send your information, we would love for you guys to just send us a private message on our Facebook page. If you'd like to share your story and share how Up For A Chat has impacted your world, go to allthews.facebook.com forward slash Up For A Chat and send us a private message outlining what that means to you and how your life has been um, affected or influenced by what you've gotten from um, Up For A Chat and our beautiful people that we've interviewed. So thank you so much for being a part of our 300th show. It's been awesome to share it with you. If you are interested in joining us at the Mont Blanc hike, this is how you do it. You head on over to allthews.karensmith.com forward slash UFC, Up For Chat. I left out the A. 
So UFC. So <laughs> karensmith.com forward slash UFC. Head on over there. The itinerary is there. There's also an outline on Kim and Cindy and myself where I do confess that Kim is funny. But whether she's funnier than me is still up for question. Uh, <laughs> we might decide that mm. around Mont Blanc somewhere. All right, then. We'll okay. have a funny competition. Uh-huh. We'll, we'll have a funny off. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so go on over to that website. Now, you, everything is there that you need. Um, but if you do have any additional questions for me, like our beautiful Joe has, you can email me at info at karensmith.com and I'll get back to you straight away. So go ahead and do that. We have got six spots left, potentially only five, if Joe decides that she's coming on board. Um, so please don't muck around. If you want to come, now's the time to do it and get yourself booked in. You're on a fabulous payment plan for the next 18 months um, and that will obviously change each month. So next month, if you decide to book, it'll be 17 months and then the following month, it'll be 16 months. So the, the, the sooner you book, the longer you've got to actually pay off the trip. So that's all the W's dot karensmith.com forward slash UFC. Now, guys, thank you so much. Oh, look at that. I've just had an email come through from Tony. Oh, my goodness. Tony has just asked if she can join us on the Mont Blanc hike. So, oh, yeah. well done. I know. I know. It's literally just come through. Did you guys hear my computer beep? I did. I heard a click. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's Tony. Tony's just sent an email through. There you go. You just never know. So um, join us here on Up for a Chat next week and be part of the ripple effect that's changing the world on show 301 where we begin our next 100 podcasts for our next two years. Be part of our family, be part of our community. Thank you for all of your love and all of your, um, your commitment to our family and to our community. We are very grateful to you, eternally grateful and hopefully we'll get to actually share that love with you personally and experience Mont Blanc together. We can't wait to meet you in person. We can't wait to give you a big squeeze and we can't wait to have you over for dinner. So <laughs> join us here on Opera Chat next week. We can't wait to share this with you. Bye for now, everybody. This has been a production of thewellnesscouch.com. Check us out on Facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash thewellnesscouch. Subscribe to each show on iTunes and check us out on Twitter. The Wellness Couch, streaming wellness into your lives. Whilst The Wellness Couch presenter endeavor to provide accurate and helpful information to their listeners, these podcasts cannot take into account individual circumstances and are not intended to be a substitute for health and medical advice from a qualified health professional. You should always seek the advice of a qualified health professional before acting on any of the information provided by any of The Wellness Couch podcasts.